Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. It is time for Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services right here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. And boy, do we have another wonderful show lined up for you. But before I jump into that, I want to make sure that you're aware that every week, especially through this crazy market volatility, we are having Aaron Kennedy, our very own CFA, and however many other alphabets he's got behind his name, and Matt Irvin in our office uh, giving a quick update. It's called Black and White Market Chatter. They are doing it every Friday afternoon. And it's being posted out there. Just a few minute update on what's going on in the markets this week as we know everybody is anxious about, yeah, this little thing called inflation, this little thing called the Fed, this little thing called market movement. And what are we in for? So uh, I want to make sure that you are aware of that. But that is not at all what we're going to be talking about on Life Planning 101 today because life is so much more than just the investments. In fact, that's really what we do as a firm is yes, we do manage money. Yes, we are a registered investment advisor. However, we also focus on what is most important to you. And we base all of your planning, everything that you do around that. So today's topic is going to be about the caregiver's toll. And why is this so important? Well, you know, it's interesting. If you actually look at the statistics, Uh, The number of unpaid caregivers is going crazy. Uh, The last numbers I could find were from 2020, so I know 2022 is going to be worse than this, but there were actually 53 million documented um, unpaid caregivers, according to AARP, and that was up about 3% in just over five years. And moreover, uh, about 61% of those are still working, so When I talk about a caregiver's toll, this is a serious thing. This is a very serious thing because so many people that are having to provide for, you know, their parents or another family member, even adult child or a special needs child, and they're still trying to work and still trying to balance the rest of their life, have so much on their plate. And I want to speak to you today. That's who, you know, we want to focus on as a firm today because I think that's a lot of people. And, you know, I think we get to this point where we raise our our kids and we shout a hallelujah that we become empty (laughs) nesters. But we know our our job as parents really never ends. And then, you know, our adult kids, whether they're living with us or not, or whether they're living with us again or not, you know, inevitably need us in ways. And then there becomes our parents that add to that toll because as time marches on, we become parents back to our parents. And whether it be from a physical aspect, actually being the caregiver, whether it be from a mental aspect, um, just being able to deal with their mental development, um, emotional, I know this is big, especially with the loss of a spouse, uh, you know, that that starts to weigh in heavy, uh, relational, financial, or I mean, you look at a combination of the above, you know, becoming that primary focus to help care for someone else in your life is a toll on your life. And it reminds me, I, I was actually reading this little uh, joke. I think it was ARP, maybe it wasn't, but uh, about this lady, she said she came home from work one day and she, her, their mom had started living with them again. 
And her and her mom were about two clothing sizes different. And she looked at her mom's pants and she's like, those are my pants. And she goes, oh, well, I just thought I lost a bunch of weight overnight. And she pulled up her shirt and she had everything pinned up to her bra to hold up her pants, right? So kind of thinking of that old saying that you got to laugh through life because if you don't, it's just going to beat the tar out of you. And I think a lot of caregivers feel that way, right? Is that you're trying to find the little joys every single day because there is so much of the bigger, heavy, nasty stuff weighing on you every day. And truth be told, when we're in the thick of it, it takes a toll on our own life. When you're trying to balance being a parent, being a grandparent, being a parent to your parents, and often while you still have your own career and you have your own life, simply put, that's a lot. That's a lot. So on Life Planning 101 today, that's what we want to be talking about is the caregiver's toll. And we're going to be talking about the physical, mental, emotional, relational, financial, or the combination thereof aspect and what you can be doing about it to make your life better through these tough times. It's not about just going through it or getting through it. It's about being able to have the opportunity to grow through it. And I know um, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman of faith and we're blessed to work with a lot of people that are deep in their faith and actually deepen me in my faith through my talks with them. And I have seen some beautiful transformations of people as they go through caregiving years, but it doesn't happen to everybody. In fact, sometimes it takes such a toll on someone's life that their life begins to fall apart for themselves physically financially, relationally, emotionally, or all of the above. So watch out the caregiver's toll right here on Life Planning 101 today. You're not going to want to miss it when we come back. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in Eastland, Texas. Uh, We appreciate all of our listeners every single week. And as I mentioned in the first segment of the show, and if you're just joining us, make sure that you're tuning in to Black and White Market Chatter happening every Friday to give you an update on what is happening in these crazy markets today. And if you're not a member of that, you can subscribe. Go on to our website, www.kennedy.com dash financial.com. Well, this goes right along with the saying I was going to tell you, I'm not an early bird and I'm not a night owl. I am some form of a permanently exhausted pigeon. Yes, this is what I feel like (laughs) as a mother and also a career woman. But I can only imagine, you know, so many people in that sandwich generation taking care of, you know, not only their kids, but taking care of their adult parents. Um, I found it interesting. There was a, a, you know, AARP does some numbers and and they gave a number about 23% of Americans say caregiving has made their own health worse. And that's the attention that we want to give to today is, is there a caregiver's toll? And what can you be doing about that to, you know, help yourself? or help someone that you love that you know is in this situation. And I want to start out by telling you about Sally. Okay, so Sally, her father passed away when her mother was still healthy and living independently, but 
they'd been married for a long, in fact, they were high school sweethearts. So they'd been married so long and her mother was simply grieving. And every day was Sally Day in her mother's mind. It didn't matter if she was going to tell her about the cockroach on the floor or um, what she put in her coffee that day that made it a little bit different or maybe that she made her coffee a little weak that day. Every single day she talked to Sally and there would be little things that come up that she would need help with or little emotional boosts that she would need. And of course, Sally loved her mom dearly. In fact, they were like thick as thieves and um, she's going to go out of her way to help her. And, you know, Sally wasn't the only child. So there was two brothers, but both of the boys, they lived across the country and they were kind of in charge of the financial aspect and and willing and able to help with that financial aspect. So Sally really didn't have to bother with that, which was a good thing. But she was the only one physically there for her mother. And she found her mother over time, every day, it seemed like it was progressive, choosing to be less and less independent. And I think a lot of people see that with their parents, right? So then it happened. Her mother fell. Yep. Surgery. Yep. She wasn't the same. Those daily little things that she needed now were big things. And the timing was rough because, again, she was the only one there physically to be able to help. Sally had just had her third grandchild, congratulations, right? And she was, she loved keeping those babies. She absolutely loved those, being a grandmother and being able to help her daughter, her own daughter out a couple of days a week. She wanted to do that. Um, she was also in her best earning years. You know, you go through these phases when you're in your career, right? When you're starting out and then you're in this accumulation phase and then you get into these peak earning years. Well, that's exactly where she was at. Her and her husband, um, they had had worked really hard to be on track for retirement and they knew these last few years were going to be critical to put back everything that they could during those years. So this was top of mind. And um, she was about half the breadwinner in the home, right? So they, they both had, you know, equally important con- contribution goals to the family, to what their retirement was going to look like. So it wasn't like she could just walk away um, from her career and come back later to it. No, this was that crunch time. And with it being that crunch time, she cared about what she did. You know, obviously here she is, you could tell a generous at heart, right? Um, So that was important, but there was also a son that she had, and he'd come home from his seven-year college saga with no jobs and no prospects for jobs, and he was literally living in the basement. And there was a younger daughter who was engaged to be married to a wonderful man in nine months. I'd say life was busy for Sally. And she found herself giving generously, as most mothers do, as most daughters do, as, you know, most grandparents do. And she found herself giving generously to everyone but guess who? Herself. Six months in to this so-called revised life of taking care of mom, career, son, grandkids, and of course there's an impending wedding, started to take its toll. She wasn't feeling right. And she went to the doctor and there were some health issues that started to pop up. She never really, some, some were looming and were there, but I guess the stress just made it worse and some were new. And her doctor urged her to just stop basically everything and take a breather, uh, take some time for herself. And she, she said, I can't, you know, she said, I, I've just committed to all of this. Everybody needs me and I can't do that. It's not my nature. 
Well, Sally had a stroke the week before the wedding. The caregiver was now the one needing care. The point is, how many times do we do this? How many all of us do this, right? We all do this. We put ourselves, we put ourselves out there, put ourselves out there, put ourselves out there, and we don't put our oxygen mask on. And then when we finally need our oxygen mask or when we finally take a breath of oxygen, it's too late. Something's already gone combust. Because I've seen a lot of people too that, you know, they hadn't got to Sally's point, but their health really did take a turn. They really did age through the process of of caregiving. And it's a real deal. And I think this is a, a very underspoken area, a very underserved area is what about the caregiver? And, you know, from a financial aspect, you know, we deal a lot with this, right? Because you take someone in Sally's position that would quit working or that is supporting or taking time off their work. And how does that take a toll on their own retirement or they got the kid in the basement that they're still paying. And by the way, kids just know that when, you know, you're on your, your parents bill, it's not just that you're living in the house and they're going to pay those bills. Anyway, if you're driving a car, they got to pay your car insurance. They probably are paying your bill for your, um, you know, liability, the debt on your car, all of the, their health insurance, all these things matter. And they really mattered in Sally's situation. So there was the financial pressure that was on top of all of this emotional, mental, physical. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. And it needs to be addressed. And I'd be willing to say that not only do most people not address it, they just take each day as it comes they never go get help to address it they try to do the job alone and then doing the job alone they wake up one day they're so exhausted and it's at the end maybe it's when mom passes maybe it's when the son moves out of the house maybe it's when it's everything and and it it all looks better but their picture is entirely different and you know what the attitude is well why can't I well, I don't understand. Well, we did all this or we worked all these hard years or we did this. And that's right. And I said, you know, between the last couple of years, this is what happened. And this is why it caused it to change everything. And that happens all too often. So what do you do about it? That's the key. What do you do about the caregiver's toll? What do you do if you're in Sally's situation? Learn more when we come back on Life Planning 101. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in Eastland, Texas. And we are talking about the caregiver's toll. And uh, agingcare.com had some really good little funny stories. And one was about a, a daughter who was kneeling beside her mom's bed one night saying prayers. And she went to say, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray he takes me like an earthquake. <laughs> and she said, mom, how did you get to that? It, that was not how that ends. It's a, it, he, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And mom laughed and said, well, I couldn't remember the rest. And well, it rhymed. So <laughs> again, it is good to find humor as you're going through these hard times. And there is no doubt that there's humor in every family. I encounter it on a daily basis and um, we need to embrace it. There's no doubt about it. But what else can you be doing? Because this caregiver's toll is a real deal. We've talked about uh, briefly the financial aspects of it. But what about the emotional, mental, and physical stress of it? 
and what it does to to us as a whole. And, you know, um, we talked about a story with Sally before the break and how she ended up having a stroke due to all of the stress. And it reminded me as I was writing this and putting this together, um, my nephew, he's a bodybuilder and um, he was talking to, about how extreme his diet is and workouts. And I was thinking about professional athletes as a whole. And I mean, these people hire trainers. They work extensively. I mean, even the NFL guys, they do yoga, right? They work on their flexibility. They work on their weak points. Um, I remember, you know, watching Michael Phelps and you have all those things on his back, those little bubbles from the cupping, right? And they do everything they can, whether it's a tailored diet, increasing their oxygen supply, to, to spend their time on recovery and make sure their body is just in crisp condition, And you know, the reality is, is I'm willing to bet you that the kind of stress that Sally was putting on her body and her mind was higher than that of a professional athlete. And I'm willing to bet you that Sally and most people in Sally's position are doing an nth, nth of a degree of what a professional athlete does to mitigate that stress on their body. Think about that. Really think about that. Our minds and our bodies are not invincible. They can't handle that kind of stress for extreme lengths of time. So these extreme situations call for extreme care for ourselves. And I'll never forget, I had someone tell me one time, well, I can't do that because they need it. And I said, well, what happens when you can't give it? And they couldn't answer me. It was like that wasn't an option. And I can only imagine with Sally having a stroke and sitting there thinking, I've gone from hero to zero. I can only imagine her regret of not putting on her oxygen mask, not saying no, not asking for help, right? And I think as women, I'm one, I know, I'll admit it, we have a harder time saying no. We have a harder time not feeling like we we should do everything to take care of everybody. And men, really, you're not any better because you got to be the hero in every situation and take care of things, right? So there's this great book out there. It's called Boundaries. When to say yes, when to say no, to take control of your life. And it's hard to say no. It's hard to say no to your kids. It's hard to say no to your parents. It's hard to say no to your siblings. It's hard to say no to anybody you love, your boss, whoever it is. But you won't be able to say yes if you don't learn to say no. So you have to give yourself permission, I think, first. You have to give yourself permission to make a change and do some things that are different. You know, and you, you can actually Google out there. What can caregivers be doing uh, to care for themselves? And there are lists and lists and lists and ideas and ideas and ideas, but it all boils down to taking care of your body, taking time for you, your own needs. Maybe go get a massage, go sit in one of those chairs and let them do your toenails, right? Focus on getting enough sleep, focus on your diet, drink plenty of water, exercise, take walks, take walks with nobody and nothing in those ears. Just walk, right? Listen to guided relaxation, do yoga, you know, rest between activities, set limits for what you do. Don't be overloaded with your to-do list. Be realistic. Man, I don't know if I married my mother-in-law or what, but my husband and my mother-in-law have a to-do list that is anything but realistic on a daily basis. I'm like, really? 
really? And I think I'm bad. And I think that we're mostly like this. And we've gotten worse, especially through the pandemic, this time when things were supposed to slow down and all they've done is gotten busier. Find a few activities for you, your hobbies. You say, well, I don't have time for hobbies. You have to make time for hobbies because if you don't make time for hobbies, you can't make time for anything else because your health's not going to be there. And get help. You know, um, again, as a mom, I had someone tell me one time, why don't you have someone come help help you cook or, or you know, do the cleaning or, or whatever? And I said, well, I've never done that in my life. I've been doing that since I was a little girl helping my mom. Why, why would I do that? Why would I possibly do that? But that's the reality is you got to think outside the box. It's okay for your kids to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dinner. It's okay. The important thing is that you sit down at the table together and you get some good laughs out of the situation, right? Keep open lines of communication between your loved ones, your spouse, date nights, extremely important. And don't forget to talk about how you're feeling. Maybe you got to join a support group. Maybe you got to go talk to someone, but you've got to do that. And last but not least, when the world feels like it's falling apart, remember it's not your fault. You're probably doing everything you can and more, more than you should be doing. And you're just not giving yourself credit for that. So I think, again, we know this is a real deal. We know that it's happening. And there's only one person in the world that can actually make a difference for the caregiver, and that's the caregiver themselves. Here's the tools. Here's the variety. We're here, Kennedy Financial Services. But you have to give yourself permission. Take care of yourself. Love yourself first so that you can love others. You do that in reverse, things are going to get really nasty really quick. And just ask for help. We're here. We got the tools. It's not our first rodeo. We may not have lived your life, but we have lived through tons of experiences with the families that we've worked with. And we're happy to share that wisdom, share that intellect, and do anything we can to help people live life on purpose. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless you. Have a great week. And join us for Black and White Market Chatter on Fridays and Life Planning 101 again next Monday. You're not going to want to miss it. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services, and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.